I want to know why Connor started recording and then said he was going to go put his coffee in the microwave. Is that something you would do? Would you heat I up would, coffee? No. I first of all, I I have the uh, the Breville, so I only make one cup of coffee at a time. Okay. Because it's espresso shots, so I'm technically making an americano, and I there's not a, a time when I'm not finishing it or needing to reheat one. Yeah. I don't. I don't. What are you ever reheating coffee? Never. Would I ever do that? The only thing I would reheat is a hot drink. Yeah. I would just make new coffee or I would like drink it room temperature or just put ice in it and be like, now it's iced coffee. But I guess Connor's a hot coffee person, so it makes sense. It's an awful hot coffee pot, as he, that was a phrase he coined, I think. I, um, speaking of coffee, I've been wanting to get into, um, making more coffee instead of drinking highball constantly because highball doesn't actually have look look okay everyone freaks out about this it's got 15 milligrams of guarana make 50 milligrams of ginseng and only 160 milligrams of caffeine 160 is not that bad a a cup of coffee is what 80 i don't know how much i think let's see connor will know what we'll ask the he's a a book guy okay i'm back Hey, how much uh, are you recording? You're recording, right? Yes. How much uh, caffeine is a cup of coffee? Like 80 milligrams? milligrams, Yes. From now on, every episode, every like five minutes, you're recording, right? (laughs) 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 I was saying, I'm trying to, I want to get back into coffee, but I'm trying to, like, I either want a Keurig that I can get the like cup where you can put the coffee in it and then put, because I don't want to be a Keurig person. Keurig sucks. I know, but they're just so convenient. Dude. Or, and I don't want the cups. I want the little mesh thing that you put the coffee grounds uh, in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to destroy the planet anymore. And, or, or I want the most expensive, crazy, like espresso machine. So I want to either do get, zero work or like I want to like do the, the. Get the espresso machine Bob and I both have. Yeah, get that one. It's, it's like five or 600 bucks, but. It's very easy to use. Okay. I did not buy mine. I'm I'm borrowing it from a friend. That's I did not buy mine either. It was a gift from my sister. That's a good gift, damn. 365 yeah. days in a year. Uh-huh. And how yes. much is the how much is the Dewey? I I will say this. Before it's... I had this thing, I would buy like espresso drinks at the coffee shop probably 4 to 5 times a week. Yeah. And those are each like, if you tip, which I hope you do, are like four, oh, four between four and five dollars, right? So that's four or five dollars, four to five times a week, right? So we'll just say low end of the spectrum, twenty bucks a week. I don't, I don't get drinks from the coffee shop ever anymore. I just make them at home. So How much was like? Send me a link to this thing. Yeah. I'll I'll try to find the exact one. I Breville Espresso Machine. I have the Okay, this is the one I have at from Williams Sonoma. It is $750. Ooh. Uh I see one here for that one that has the grinder wit on it too. 
and and yeah, okay. the, the, the steam wand which are like which i never it's use. everything yeah. you need i use it i make like milk drinks with oatly i don't interesting I, it I, took me i pretty much use this to just make uh yeah, americano it took me a lot of practice to be able to steam oatly uh but i actually i figured it out and i'm like decent at it now i could like potentially work in a coffee shop maybe if i wanted to but i don't i weighed my options on on how much effort i wanted to put into learning how to do that and how much i like uh like milk drinks mm-hmm. and decided that i'll just stick with americanos i really l- I, like i enjoy them sometimes but i'm not going to put in the effort into learning how to do it. i love like cortados that's like my favorite coffee drink yeah i had to make probably two dozen really shitty cortados right before i figured it out yeah so yeah. i drank a lot of bad coffee drink i mean i drank them all because i was like i'm not gonna throw this away but it took a while for me to be like especially like if it's just like cow milk or whatever like that's way easier to deal with but like non-dairy milks are really finicky with steaming like oatly is the best one because it's specifically made for steaming um but it still is like you got to get like the angle right to make the the milk like uh spin or whatever you know so that's like evenly heating up and like distributing the bubbles and then you got to not over steam it or it tastes like weird and burned. Yeah. Uh, They've got one for, uh, for seven fifty and one for seven forty. The only difference is one is uh brushed stainless steel and one's black sesame. <laughs> All that is to say baristas are very uh, like skilled workers they should be paid more, and you should tip them. Hey, I got a for tip sure. for him right here. <laughs> got I I flicked off the camera for everyone who's listening. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Use a job. We're, con- Brevo- we're, we're construction. That's the only real <laughs> job. <laughs> Remember when uh when being a barista was like a, the punchline to joke? Like yeah. early two thousands, it was like the biggest punchline of like. You have an art degree and you're a barista. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That rocked. It was a cool time for uh, comedy. I'm bringing it back. Uh, yeah. Okay. But get the get the barista, uh, the Breville Barista Express, uh, wherever you can, because it's once you learn how to make a good espresso shot, you pretty much don't have to worry about uh, buying coffee. Yeah. Anymore. It's really nice. That's it's it's cool because I've always wondered one of these, but then I'm like, oh, I'll have to get a specific like grinder to make it so it's the right grind amount. Nope, it comes Ooh. with it. Damn. Yeah, grinder is attached. And the thing I like about it is I don't have to make like if you have like a Mister Coffee, you have to make a whole pot of coffee. Yeah, and that takes like ten minutes. I yeah. don't want that. That's too much coffee. This I you grind the the filter. You know, just your double shot. Yeah. You grind that that amount of beans, mm-hmm. pull a shot that takes 30 seconds if you're doing it right, and then add your hot, hot water to it, which takes another about 30 yeah. seconds. And then I have a cup of coffee in a minute. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's the way to go. It pays for itself. And I know we say that a lot on the podcast, but I think it actually, if you, if you buy like 
nice coffee regularly at the coffee shop, it absolutely pays for itself. Mm-hmm. I need, that's what I'll, I need to start doing that. Cause right now and I'm there's just rules about how often you should clean it and descale it, and I don't adhere to any of those. <laughs> do you at least empty the like catch tray? Yeah, no, do that. fill it up and then have a treat at the end. Bad. Just just let the water like flow over the edge of your counter. <laughs> yeah, but after like a week or two, the the extra is what I call it. I'm gonna get my money's worth. <laughs> Dump out the tray. You have a your end of the week catch tray shot. Mm. Mm, yummy. <laughs> god dude it smells so rough too because yeah. it's just like moldy uh coffee leavings in moldy? there moldy yours, yours is growing mold how often do you it's not growing mold but it smells that way mildew-ish. it smells musty <laughs> there's not mold, mold in there it just smells like mold <laughs> <laughs> it smells like the beginning of mold taking place like there's mold in there but there's no mold in there like i can't see it but it definitely <laughs> smells like it Ugh. well it's in my cart now so Maybe in um, oh maybe I'll just uh, maybe I'll just put it on my credit card. Maybe I'll just get a new or, credit card. <clears throat> Here's what you do: find a friend who will give it to me. Or that. Uh, do they sell them at Target? Probably Target Breville. I think Espresso. they do. I think I've seen them at Target. Okay, if they have them at Target, buy it on the app, on the Target app. Do in-store pickup. Go pick it up. Uh-huh. And then try to return it on the app, and sometimes the app will uh, will glitch out and say you don't have to send it back to us. We'll just refund you. Okay, I don't know if that'll happen for a seven hundred dollar product, but maybe it, I'll try. no. It pretty much happens for everything under fifty dollars. Okay, but I, I feel like I've read online that it's worked for people who have like bought larger things that they just didn't want to deal with shipping back and there's such a markup on it that target doesn't care about taking the loss on it because oh true yeah it's worth a it's worth like a try them dealing with shipping is worth more than that it is worth a shot a shot of espresso or buy it from uh buy it from jeff bezos and say it never showed up at your house as true. long as they don't take a picture of it on your front porch they usually don't. well even if they do someone a porch pirate that's true yeah. i think porch pirate who looks like one of your roommates Stole it. A porch pirate just happens to look like me. I don't know. It was a, it was a it was a me sent from the pe- the future to take it back. <laughs> Guts is out there with a little trench coat on, sneaking it away. <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of having a trench coat on. Uh oh, Bob. <clears throat> we talked about this. You're not supposed to do that anymore. <laughs> oh. Damn. Yeah. Can't go back to jail, Bob. <sighs> okay. That's not where I was going with it. Let's hear it. Uh, I, started playing, I started playing a game Ooh. that I've played briefly in the past. Yeah? This game is called... Actually, I don't know what the title of it is. You don't know what the game's called? Well, I know what it's called. I don't know what this exact incarnation is. Okay. I've been playing Hitman. Oh, Yeah. But I don't know if it's called Hitman 3. I don't think it's 3. I think it's just called Hitman. Okay. Hold on. Now I have to look it up because it's... Hitman game. Like on the the, the cover artwork, it just calls it Hitman. I think it's the one that came out in 2016. Yes. It's part of the 
World of Assassination Trilogy. I think this is the one that would they... It was almost like games as a service kind of thing where they dropped the game and then like a year later they dropped another pack of missions for it or something. Yeah, they tried doing it as like a... Like just like that, like every few months they would have like a new map. Yeah. That's crazy. That's 2016. I feel like I've I've heard about this and have been hearing about it for so long that like I assumed it was the 2008, at least 2018 one. But I guess I guess it just had like a nice longevity and people liked it a lot. So they, people still talk about it. The 2018 one was called Hitman 2. And yeah. The one I'm playing is just called Hitman. So I guess it's the 2016 one. Yeah. It's been free a number of places. I think it was free on PS Plus a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And then on the Epic Store, it was free for a while. So I pick. I think I picked it up when it, Epic was giving it away for free. But uh, have you, are you guys familiar with Hitman? I, I know a lot, but I, I have never played one. I don't know the um, the plot. The, like I don't I'm not I'm not familiar with the lore. <laughs> there wasn't I mean, really any until this game. It seems like yeah. This is when they were like, oh, let's like make a story to this. Because I think the original one that came out on like PC in like what I was in high school at the time when it came out. I don't, let's see. Yeah, man. Codename forty seven, two thousand. Yeah. Um. I I don't think they really have a lot of lore. I think I think Agent Forty Seven is like a clone, mm-hmm. so that that's how they get around having to give anyone a backstory. It's just like oh, you you play as just a an anonymous clone that is called Agent Forty Seven. They all look the same, mm-hmm. so they don't have to like bother with any backstory i guess yeah but uh the 20 at least the 2016 version is the one i'm like playing now so fun i love i love any kind of sandbox game like that um i guess if you don't know what the games are it is basically open environment uh you're a hitman you don't really have like gadgets you can use. It's not that style. It's not like Metal Gear style where you have like a lot of different like little tools at your disposal. You you can use weapons, but for the most part, you just have to infiltrate like uh, like wherever your target is. So it's it could be at a, a fashion show or a or the, like the person's like estate or something like that, and you have to blend in. Uh, whether that be subduing a guard, taking their clothes, acting as a guard, and like infiltrating the the compound or whatever you have to do, but there's it's very open as far as how you want to play it. There's you know there's options for poisoning a drink, so if you know that they're going to be going to the the bar at the fashion show then you can try to poison their drink and hopefully they'll like you know pick the right drink or whatever you you don't want it's not like the kind where you just take out as many people as you can because if people find bodies then they start to search for suspicious characters or whatever yeah it's a lot of fun though does it is it 
I highly encourage stealth then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's not really a way around that. If you get into trouble, you can definitely like fight your way out and, you know, use weapons and be loud. Uh-huh. But it's way harder. It's yeah, it's not that type of game. Like Metal Gear 5 you can definitely you know, if you're going to uh, take over one of those little outposts or whatever, you can do it loud or you can do it stealthy. Mm-hmm. In this game, doing it loud isn't really an option because you don't like have armor or stuff like that. The gunplay doesn't feel good. If you can use a gun to kill people, but if you take too many shots, you're just dead and that's, you have to restart. Yeah. Gotcha. Just like in real life. Just like in if real get, life. If you get shot a bunch, you have to restart. I've, I've, watched a lot of this game and by watch a lot I mean not really that much but everything I've seen has been like look at this goofy encounter I've gone through for this it's like a lot of like that it's like okay how am I going to infiltrate it has like it's very sandboxy in the way that you can do a whole bunch of different things to infiltrate and kill the target you need to do Uh, and like wear different disguises and stuff like that yeah yeah, uh on one of the one of the early like training mission type things, you have to it's on a cruise ship and you have to like sneak around. There's only certain areas of the ship you can get into with uh you know the the crew member uniform or the cook uniform. You can get into the kitchen, but if you're like somewhere else with the cook uniform, people are like, "Hey, like you're not supposed to be back here." Yeah. Whatever like that. Um you got to have gi- giant way- pants, Crocs, <laughs> And a little like disposable pint thing that you're drinking soda out of, and they're like, "Okay, you can come into this area." Yeah, your, your milk crate's over here, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, where's your where's your lit cigarette? Uh, in my mouth, obviously. Oh, okay, you're good. Puff, come on in. Puff, puff. That's how you kill your target. You get them addicted to tobacco. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely ways where it will set you up in kind of a like. You know, here's your target. They're going to be in this area. And they kind of like, there's a path that they push you towards of, you know, they're going to be here. It's like a, you know, a big nightclub party. They're going to be at the bar. Like poisoning the drink would be the way to go because you can get in and get out Mm -hmm. and no one's going to notice you. But I found myself like sneaking around the cruise ship, wound up right outside of a, a room that the, target i was supposed to get was in he was in there with his bodyguard i like crawled in through a window what do you guys do like realize that <laughs> realize that they were right right on the on the other side of this corner and the only thing i had on me was a fire extinguisher mm-hmm. so i just like turned the corner threw the fire extinguisher at the bodyguard knocked him out and then like grabbed a knife off of the table that the guy was standing in front of and just killed him and then like back out the window before anyone like (laughs) came in and found the bodies because once you like take out the target all you have to do is just leave yeah you don't have to do anything else so like it doesn't matter if people find bodies or anything like that you just have to like not be there anymore (laughs) have you ever like it's just gotten caught while leaving an area not like immediately but like the ai is smart enough to be like what's up with you guy even though like you're far enough away or like as at a certain point are you like good no, it's there. There's definitely uh, 
I forget the the word they use in the game for it, but there's if if you're dressed up as a security guard, there's definitely security guards that are like higher ranking that know what all of the other security guards look like. Okay. So if they see you, they'll say, oh, "Okay, you're not supposed to be here. Like, who are you?" Yeah. Whereas the other security guards who are like lower level, show me your Punisher like, oh, tattoo. Where is it? <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, like once a body is found or something like that, it's your alert mode will change to like suspicion, mm-hmm. where everyone is like a kind of on guard. So if like people don't recognize you wherever you are, they'll try to stop you. Yeah. But it, it's it, there's just a lot of like freedom to to try weird like little uh, contraptions, like little. Uh, Rube Goldberg machines to <laughs> mm-hmm. to kill your targets and like anything you can it, it really lets you get away with anything you think oh. that you can do you probably can do that's I love that mm. you can very uh very GTA in that respect can brain a bodyguard with a fire extinguisher stab his yeah. boss yeah uh I the uh the courtyard of one of the one of the places like you have to yeah i think it's at the uh like a big museum mm-hmm. and there's like a this big courtyard and you can turn on the sprinklers and like all of the security guards are like oh shit like we gotta go like who turn on the sprinklers and they're like running around all confused and you can use that as your like opportunity to like get past them all yeah um stuff like that i don't know i, I have a lot of fun with with stealth games mm-hmm especially ones like that where it's like it's not a, a, a like do a to get to b it's like there's so many right. steps you could take Did and you I, ever, I, sorry go on. no i was gonna say i feel like it also just from what i've heard it there's so many ways to play that game and there's so many like i killed this person this way but let me see if i can do it this this type of way and there's like multiple yeah. ways to go about taking out people so it allows like a lot of replayability did you ever yeah. play the split uh splinter cell games no, I played Siphon Filter. Okay. Which was, I think they came out around the same time mm-hmm. and Siphon Filter was like a knockoff yeah. for like the the B version of it. But I really like Siphon Filter. Yeah. I remember playing Splinter Cell games some and they were fun, but they were definitely a little more kind of railroady. Uh, yeah. I've, I didn't, this sounds like, I like the idea of it being more sandboxy and kind of freedom to do it in any way you want. Mm-hmm. I think also like the Splinter Cell games and Siphon Filter, there was a definitely an emphasis on just shooting like enemies, like hiding, sneaking past, and then taking out people like that. The Hitman games, you could play those where you don't have to kill a single person except for the target. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you know, choke someone out, hide them in a closet, and you don't have to kill anyone. You can just like... Mm-hmm just subdue them and like you know d- get them out of the way where you don't have to like or or just you know stealth past everyone like you can there's so many different ways you can go about it i recommend it if you like those types of games and apparently the third one is the most recent yeah it didn't come out uh, it came out recently yeah came out last year yeah so PS5 reveal event in 2020. It was shown off and then released January 2021. 
under the title Hitman World of Assassination. Yeah, I don't understand any of their naming conventions. Yeah, they there's there's an original stretch and then there's the Assassination trilogy and then there's spin-off games. Yeah, there's a And then like a collections too. Good amount. There's also a mobile game, I think. Hit Hitman Go. Yeah. I heard good things about Turn-based that. Turn-based puzzle game. Yeah. Interesting. A Square Enix, Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I um, think that's all the gaming I've done that I haven't talked about before. Mm-hmm. I played Cold Step with Connor. What did you think of that? I really liked it. Um, it's, like you said, uh, very much like a mix between magic the gathering and monopoly Mm um with like a little bit of talisman vibes kind of okay yeah i can see a little bit um but talisman vibes in the in the way that uh late game once you start if you're in the lead when you hit like late game era you just are like landsliding to victory like we were pretty even for the first like maybe 10 turns and then you started to get the upper hand and then it was just like i was like i'm not even playing the game anymore i'm just getting <laughs> wrecked steamrolled um yeah i think i think it definitely would help to have like more than just one v one yeah for, we should have had some ais game. playing or something maybe next time but yeah um it's really fun i really like the art like all the car, like the art on the cards and stuff, is very much like old D and D module style art, which I love. That shit, um, I love old yeah. like eighties, nineties fantasy art. Um, and then just like that with the sprite art, which is like so goofy and fun. <laughs> and then the cutscene art, which is just insane, like. 90s cg <laughs> like early 2000s cg is crazy uh but that game's really fun i like it i want to play it some more yeah we should uh i think yeah do you should get we should get parsec running and we could all we get three three way that i'm down i have parsec hell yeah let's go down anytime <laughs> um but i think that's all i got up to I uh, I tried to play a game, um, <laughs> and uh, it didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. Um, I downloaded a game called Immortality off of Game Pass. Uh, it is from the makers of Her Story and Telling Lies, which oh. I think Sam, Sam Barlow. Yep. Sam Barlow. Uh, this one is about uh, an actress who goes missing, I believe. Um, immortality. Yeah. So it follows the model turned actress, Marissa Marcel, who starred in three movies between 1969 and 1999, but were never released. And she goes missing. And you're essentially like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, FMV, like just actual, they call it an interactive film. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because you're watching clips from these three movies, uh, from three different decades and you're trying to like p- 
piece together clues essentially as to like what happened to this woman. She's gone missing. Uh, it has creepy like Twin Peaks vibes for sure. Like all the aesthetics look very, very Firewalk with me Twin Peaks, um, which is I'm very down. I love that shit. But I downloaded the game off of Game Pass. I booted it up. It booted up fine. Uh, I got to the title screen, which is this eerie, like, 1960s casting room with a just an empty chair in the middle. Uh, and it said, press any key to start. And I pressed every single key, and none of them worked. Um, every single one? I tried all of them. Holy shit. <laughs> Ran out of keyboard. Ran out of keyboard. Um, <clears throat> so I contacted Microsoft. They put me in touch with Shane D, who is a fellow gamer. I guess Microsoft doesn't have their own, or they kind of outsource their tech support to just some some guys, some nerds. some fucking nerds who will jump on chat and say, "Hello, fellow gamer, uh, did you try restarting your computer?" <laughs> yeah, that shit sounds uh, crazy. That they're just so doing cool. like third party. I mean, it's not surprising. You know, they don't have to hire full-time staff to do that. They can just do contract work and pay them jack shit. And honestly, benefits. I would I would trust a fellow a fellow f- fucking gamer. Gay gamers rise up. I would trust them more than <laughs> someone who does tech support because they're yeah for sure. Tech support is just like a such a broad thing, mm-hmm. and like people who, I mean these these gamers are the same ones that are doing the fucking. Uh, data mining and mm-hmm. shit, and like they they know what they're, they're doing. They're in Xbox chat calling me slurs. Like <laughs> they know what's up. They know what's good. They're singing Hinder with the box fan right next to the microphone. They drink Monster Energy. <laughs> they know what's good. Um, but essentially, he 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 was Shane was just like, uh, you got to talk to the people who made the game because it's not a problem. You got to talk to Sam. I got to talk to Sam because it's not an, a Microsoft problem. It's a Sam problem. Damn, Sam. So get in touch. Did you tell Shane to listen to the podcast? <laughs> I should have. I should have. We're not we're not chatting anymore though. Hey Shane. Shane, I'm gonna shout you out on the Shane, podcast. Shane, thanks for your thanks for your help. Uh go check out the Flock Podcast if you like uh hearing about video games news and everything that we've been doing this week. Um So I haven't really played new games except for Cult Sep. Um I watched a movie couple movies but one new movie this week uh right. from horror visionary jordan peele uh called nope nope from mad tv was he in mad tv yeah bro i didn't know that. i'd never watched mad tv well yeah. was he yeah he was on mad That's tv jordan Peele was on mad tv i didn't know that Yes. I didn't watch Mad TV. I don't know. Mad TV's not funny. That's why it's funny that he was on it. <laughs> Take it. He back. is funny. Mad TV's not funny. Uh, is he? Yeah. Key and Peele has uh, their moments. Uh, okay. You, have you watched Key and Peele ever? I've watched what YouTube algorithm recommends to me. That's crazy and, that you're uh, getting recommended that at all. Really? I think so. I've never been recommended Mad TV clips. There's I 
I have psychotic YouTube viewing habits, so my algorithm is just a war zone. I feel like the the like Key and Peel skits that make their way around the internet are like whatever. But I think there's like a few more like subtle skits that they do that are like you don't like the one where they have the uh, the college football players with uh, like ethnic sounding names. No, and they just do riffs on that. They've done like five of those. <laughs> There's so many of those. I've seen at least four or five different ones. Yeah. Um, That's just how you know it's funny because they've beaten it into the ground. So. It- <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Jordan Peele's a good horror director. Yeah. Um, nope. I like it. Nope. Get Out was good. Us was meh. Mm. Nope. I really enjoyed them. I really, really liked Nope. Um, Did you see any of his Twilight Zone stuff? Yes. I watched them all. I, I missed all of it. It was okay. Hold on a second. I heard that whole sh- Why are we saying? Why are we saying he's such a good horror director when he's had one good movie and a couple others that are okay well i'm not saying anything here's the thing get out is a really good movie it's really good really good nope is a really good movie okay it's two for three in my opinion okay um us had tim we're we're not counting twilight zone as twilight zone is is good writing i think it's i think it's decent right um it's hard it's hard though because i think if you if you put the original twilight zone in its historical context it was the greatest thing on television like sure i i will argue it it's for its time it's the greatest thing that's ever been on television up until maybe like twin peaks the return um that's until me family guy interest that's me until family until, guy. <laughs> until family guy until the cleveland until the show Cle- i was Damn it. Tell American Dad. Beat me to it. Uh, no, I think the reason I think Twin Peaks Return is so good is because essentially like uh, David Lynch did away with all the fan service and was basically like, I'm going to make a an 18 hour like insane surreal movie and just put it on TV. And like, here's eight minutes of just like abstract visual effects and this is on television which is like yeah. it's the i mean okay when i say best thing i think it's the most innovative crazy thing to be on television since the twilight zone um david lynch would watch uh the most freaked up thing you could ever imagine and it would be normal to him this is tr- this is true he's kind of twisted yeah he's kind of the, jo- the joker of <laughs> directors <the> joker of <laughs> I mean, he's, he would make a movie that was just a, a, a caterpillar eating a, a bowl of cereal, and it would be normal to him. He's a piece of shit. There, don't get me wrong. There, there'd be a plate with a pile of dirt on it. A worm would be in there. Don't get me wrong. And that would just be like normal he's, for him. He was, he's a bad person. He's a bad. He's a bad guy. I don't. And yeah, I don't know. I just think twin. I think I think him ranting about uh, like modern cinema is funny. Yeah. Oh, like watching movies on your phone. It's just having very old guy yeah, opinions sure. about stuff. It's awesome. For sure. He is an old guy. He's like in his seventies. So. Um, where was I? Oh, Jordan Peele. Uh, again, the, all of this huge digression just to say, like, 
it's hard to put the name Twilight Zone on something and like live up to that name because like sure it was the sure. craziest most innovative like thing on television you know for the first whatever 50 years of television in mm-hmm. my opinion and then after that there was like you know hundreds of things that were referential right. or Try- based on right it. I mean yeah it's responsible for you know I mean it is partially responsible for Twin Peaks and X-Files and like every you know all that shit yeah. Um, but so it's hard to live up to that but if you watch it as its, st- its own standalone thing like you're like okay this is like a less annoying black mirror you know okay uh that guy fucked a pig in that movie that yeah show? black mirror is just so like what if oh the future <laughs> is gonna be crazy what, what if bro? your mom ran on batteries what if what if you Dude. what if you fucked a robot oh what um, what if my cell phone was a uh uh, what if my what if I was my cell phone? <laughs> yeah, it's just what if, like, like what if you like if you did bad on social media, you died. <laughs> yes, dude. dude yes. It's very like philosophy one hundred and one freshman like hits the blunt. Yeah. Uh, Twilight Zone, the Jordan Peele one. It's less annoying, less like bro. What if it, and more like uh, let's do weird twists and touch on social issues um, and get meta sometimes. Uh, it's fine. Okay. I, I, for some reason, I just imagined it being like R slash two sentence horror as a TV show. Yeah. Where it's just like a vague concept that doesn't really flesh out. And then if you put any thought into it, it's just like, Oh, that was really stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd have to watch. It's been a. It's. I watched it when it came out, and I haven't watched it since. And I only watched it once, so. Okay. I'd have to watch it again to really kind of have a, a well-informed opinion about it. I think, but uh, Nope was really, really good. I think like Jordan Peele is really coming into his own as a director, and like kind of like fleshing out his style, his specific style and tone. Um, mm-hmm. Get Out is I don't know if I'd call it heavy handed but it's very much like obviously like all these movies have a kind of social message to them which is mm-hmm. cool and important uh, and he he does it in an interesting way it's not like he's not like treating his audience like they're stupid and hand holding and being like this movie's about this, right? But it's still kind of obvious what the movie's about. Uh, what Get Out is about, right? What Us yeah. is about. Nope is... I feel like I feel like Us was, was definitely a lot more heavy-handed yeah. than Get Out. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess get, what Get Out is about is a little more... Ob- is, is, is relatively obvious, but it's interesting enough. Like, it's it's... He does it in a clever... Yeah, enough way and it's it's just a well shot well written movie right so mm-hmm. you don't mind it you don't feel like he's treating the audience like they're stupid right yeah um nope is far more kind of i would say subtle in its messaging right um it's a little more ambiguous which i like um 
and it's he's definitely like like get out and us felt more like indie movies or whatever but this like nope feels like a big hollywood spielberg style production like i've seen a lot of people saying it's very spielbergian right is that because it's alien no just the way it's shot and kind of the special effects and the use of kind of like big sweeping landscape scenes and like using characters faces to convey like like Sp- the, the the like spielberg shot is a character you know before you show the thing you show the character's face seeing the thing right yeah um and specifically he uses spielberg likes to use it to show like uh a sense of awe or wonder right so you think mm-hmm. about like Jurassic Park when they first arrive uh, and you see the characters looking at the dinosaurs and they just have this like awestruck look on their face before you cut to the poorly they have a, computer a red generated. circles red circles on the screen and big arrows and they're like holding <laughs> the sides of their heads <laughs> oh, my, oh god. my god we went to Jurassic Park and you'll never guess what happened <laughs> um, and yeah it has that kind of feeling to it where it's like you know characters but he kind of in like i don't i don't know have you guys seen it i don't know if we want to get into spoilers i haven't seen it yet okay. i haven't I, I would like to not spoil okay it. i won't yeah. spoil it uh but it kind of inverts the the looking up in wonder spielbergian shot to kind of a looking like down characters not looking at the sky um okay which i won't say i won't say anything more about that but uh do you guys know what it's about at all just aliens vaguely I, I don't i'd like tell me what you know based on what you've seen it's I, i'm assuming ufo alien type stuff is what i've gotten from trailers yeah vaguely ufo stuff right uh um, yeah. basically it follows a family ranch in t- t- california i think uh and they train horses uh for movies and commercials uh it's called their last name is haywood and their claim to fame is that their great great grandfather or whatever was the jockey who rode the horse in the original um moybridge clip so if you're talking about film history right uh what gets dubbed like the first motion picture was this guy is that like the little the little carousel thing that's spun around yeah that's that's how you candle in the middle or whatever how you would have animated it right so this guy edward moybridge was a photographer and he had a like the lore around is that he had a bet with somebody and the bet was whether or not all four of a horse's legs uh leave the ground when it runs right because if you watch a horse run real time it's going too fast you can't tell if it you know, all four of its legs are off the ground at once. So okay. he essentially set up a series of cameras along a racetrack with uh, like trigger lines so that as the horse ran, the <clears throat> cameras would go off one after the other. Uh, so what he got was a series of photographs taken in sequence very quickly, right, uh, of this horse running and proved that horses do take all four of their legs off the ground at once when they run. Uh, But in doing so essentially created the first motion picture because what is motion picture, but a series of still images 
played one after the other very quickly, right? So this family's mm-hmm. claim to fame is that in the in the in the in the pictures, right? The jockey riding the horse is a uh, black man, oh. right? Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, we all know who Edward Boybridge is, but do you know who the black man riding the horse is? Well, that's our great great grandfather. Uh, he's the first stunt man, the first actor, the first right, like yeah, movie star firsts. essentially. Uh, Interesting. So they train horses for movies, and strange things start happening on their family ranch. Um, and I won't say much more than that because. Uh, obviously, like from watching the trailers and stuff, you think UFOs, you think aliens, but they kind of obviously uh, Jordan Peele's not going to just play it straight like that because uh, he likes to take old horror tropes and do new things with them. So he kind of uh, puts a little twist on it, uh, which I th- what if we were the aliens? <laughs> um, but it's it's, it's a cookbook. <laughs> It, to serve humans, it's a cookbook. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'd say like my one criticism. I I think that like it's all the social commentary. All the, Too woke. All these <laughs> snowflakes that don't make. Can't they just make movies uh, with uh, cars blowing up and tits? Um, <clears throat> it feels a little like they pack too many. things things in the movie maybe and like didn't really flesh out those things yeah Uh, okay and it's all relevant stuff right it's all interesting and relevant but there's like i mean you'll you'll see when you watch it but there's like certain storylines like the monkey story there's like a a monkey that was a star in a television show and he like mauled somebody on camera and like there's this there's a storyline uh that has to do with this monkey and it it ties in and and there is some payoff to it but it feels like that didn't get enough kind of room to breathe and develop yeah um i okay. i felt like some of the characters didn't get enough like time in the like i wish the film was longer a little bit because like i feel like they could have had a little more time to kind of develop the characters i think the characters are really interesting really rich i like their interactions i just wish there's a little more kind of space for them to explore who these people are if that makes sense um okay but i think he like it felt like he was maybe trying to do too much um and so there wasn't that room but uh it was good it didn't i wish i almost wish it was like 30 minutes longer um, hmm. But then it might have been like too long or whatever. But I like Nope. Go watch Nope. It's really good. Uh, it looks really, really, really good. It's shot. It's shot. Shit. Shot really beautifully. It was shot on sixty-five millimeter IMAX. Ooh. Film, okay. uh, which I think it was. The, it's now like the first horror movie ever to be shot on uh, with an IMAX camera on sixty-five millimeter. Or shit. Am I? Me. Let me double check that. But what 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 were you saying? Holy shit, too. I was saying holy shit too. Uh, oh Jesus Christ. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, the actor mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Nope yes. and Get Out, yes. is 
British. Yeah. And I am usually really good at telling when a British person is speaking American English. Mm -hmm. And I never picked it up with him. Damn. Yeah, it's 65 millimeter IMAX. They're taking our jobs. Uh, I think he's in an episode of black mirror when it was yeah i just i just looked at his filmographies and he's in a lot he of was stuff, in black mirror in when black it was mirror. still a british show right like i, I remember the, the episode, episode he's in yeah and That's he has a british accent in that yeah yeah <clears throat> interesting what if your what if episode. your mom run on batteries <laughs> <laughs> what i'd be mad in it what if your mom was the telly um Come Damn, that's something. I, something I pride myself I know. on is being able to tell when people are not uh, American and talking with American. He's accents. a better actor than you are, a British uh, in spotter. This, yeah, <laughs> British spotter. Hey, you! Yeah. I've been fooled. And he ben plays Bambo's like a like a like a country boy in this too. So he's like, <clears throat> thank God, I'm a country boy. Yeah. The the last one that gave me trouble was uh was I Zombie because uh, the main character Liv on I Zombie is from New Zealand. But that's not British. It's different. It's not British, but it's they are doing an American accent. And British. I, it took me a long time to be able to figure out that they weren't doing that they weren't American. British adjacent. Yeah. There's a couple words she says that are like just like a weird little twang on the end of them, and I was like, wait a second. Wait what is this a accent? second. How dong? <clears throat> or no, what, one of the characters she inhabited uh, was a was an Australian person or something like that, mm-hmm. and she like did an Australian accent really well. And I was like, no, wait a second, <laughs> something's off here. Um, the D and D game I play with my friends in England, uh, the DM is British, and <clears throat> we're one day we we're trying to get him to do an American accent. I was like, come on, Dave, do an American accent. He's like, no, like anytime I do it, like it just sounds like a redneck. And I was like, you can't do like somebody just from Ohio. Like, and he's like, I can only do it when I'm, when I'm quoting like memes, like vines. And he is, he's, so he started quoting like, like viral vines and like killed it. Like sounded American. But he's like, I can only do it when I'm quoting like funny videos from youtube just gotta harness that tell him to practice every day look in the mirror and practice (laughs) i mean he lives with his spouse is american he lives with an american just uh have him practice uh let me get uh ten ten dollars on pump three and a pack of newports (laughs) just have him practice that in the mirror Dewey, what'd you do this week? Um, I watched a new show, but I'm probably going to save talking about that because I only watched like the first two episodes and I want to be able to talk a little bit more about it. And uh, I just played Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> but interestingly enough, I'm on chapter six and I looked it up because I was like, okay, I'm like about to be 70 hours in. And Jesus. yeah, and so I checked. It's like I'm like 68 hours in, and I checked, and uh, apparently there's only one more chapter, which kind of makes sense. I'm like I, I'm doing stuff that I feel like I was like this is like in game stuff. I'm meeting characters that are like it feels like it's an in game. So I'm sure I only have like at the most 15 to 20 hours left 
and that's of main story of main story and that's without bullshitting and stuff like that because every once in a while i'll go off and i'll do some like side stuff because like i said i kind of after maybe a little bit over halfway i was just like i'm just gonna play the main stuff and then every once in a while i'll do a, a side quest if it's for an actual character but uh i kind of stopped just because i knew i was gonna get over leveled and now i'm finally at a part where I'm a little bit over leveled, but not enough where uh, I'm still having trouble with some of the bosses. But uh, after I beat it, I know there's a new game plus, but I'm going to see if I can go back and do all the like side quest stuff. Because some of the side quests are very just like go get this stuff for the colonies that are here and the characters have a little bit of story to them. But it's like side mm -hmm. characters that are like in the colony, so you get some more stuff there. But I know there's a few that actually have some good character development. So I'm, I want to see those because I really dig these characters, especially the more I've gone on to play. Um, this is probably the best group of characters in a Xeno game so far. And funny enough, uh, next week, if everything goes according to plan, Kelsey wants to be on the show. Yo. And sick. I got her to start playing Xenoblade Chronicles, okay. the very first one. So I'm inch I was that was that a fight or was <laughs> she eventually succumbed after months of me saying she should try it? I don't she know still why you can't just like the stuff I like. <laughs> no, she will try it. She was like she was she's watched me play a lot of three, and she was like, "God, this makes me want to play three, but I have to play through one and two to do it." And I was like, "You can." So honestly, props to her for like actually doing it. We'll see if she can go through. Oh, she did. No, she she played through one and two. No, no, no. She's starting. She started one. Oh, she's probably oh, like twenty oh, hours oh. in or so, maybe okay. something like that. But she was like, "I want to play three, but the only way I'll play three is if I play one and two first. So, okay, so I was fair. like, "Cool." Um, it was really funny because she'll talk about it probably. But when she first started playing, she was like, "So I just I just stand here and they attack." I'm like, yeah. She was like, you weren't doing anything while you were like, well, yeah, I'm doing the specials and stuff like that, but I have to wait for them to charge and I have to move around. She was like, oh, I thought you were like doing stuff that entire time. I was like, no, it's like an MMO. She was like, I've never played an MMO. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> now you know. And then the next, like she, that was like the first night she started playing. And then after she came back and we hung out like the next day, she was like, I actually really like the combat and it makes sense now because of like, yeah, you're doing an auto attack the whole time, but you're also managing your character's stuff if you're like either tanking or healing or dps and then you have to take into a into effect like when you're doing your arts and like combos and stuff like that so it's pretty busy even if your character is doing normal attacks constantly but i'm excited to hear what she has to say respect yeah i uh i, I gave it an honest attempt i gave two an honest shot i understand <clears throat> it's also funny because I'm watching her play through Xenoblade and she's like do I get them in my party and like is like is this like she's asking me questions and I'm just like oh man I can't wait for these like crazy ass pole like lore dumps and then just like like third third act like switch them ups and some and shit like that where it's just like what is going on like who is this person actually shit like that so 
I'm I'm very excited to see if she's either like that was a good story or is like that was batshit insane. But she was also a big fan of Kingdom Hearts, so I feel like she was gonna be like the former and be like, nah, this was actually really cool. But she likes persona and shit like that. That has weird, yeah. convoluted stories. She asked me, "Is like, is there gift giving in this?" And I was like, "I don't." I was like, "I don't remember it." And then there's actually a thing where like you can boost affinity with your teammates by like gift giving them just random shit. And she was like, "Oh, it is a Dewey game." And I was like, "Yeah, I guess there is. I forgot about that." There's no fishing though, right? I don't think there's any fishing. There's fishing in, in the second one. You you kind of do some fishing. Yeah, you do some scavenging, which is basically fishing. You jump down, come back up. Sometimes something. Is treasure sometimes something's an enemy? Uh, speaking of oh, watching people play games that you love, um, Inscription came out on console. Oh, uh, and friend of the show Andy has been playing it because he wanted to for a long time, but he only has a PS4. And this is he loves deck builders, and I was like, Yeah, you will fucking love this game. It's one of my favorite games I've ever played, and he's. I think he's close to beating it and he started like friday so he played it Damn. so fast um but if yeah if you heard me talk about inscription i talked about it for like i think three episodes in a row uh <laughs> and you like deck builders uh it's honestly one of my favorite games i've played in the past like five years uh and it's on if you're it's on curious console. about what a if you're curious about what a connor game is inscription is that yeah, this seems like a Connor game since we talked about it. Everything I heard about it. I need to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. We need to get our, our contenders for game of the year onto a list so that we can try and play some of them. Okay. So hope you guys are ready I'm to play sure, Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles 3. <laughs> Just so you guys can speak to it, you know? I'll, lend you, I'll let the copy get passed around. Next time next time we're at the nest, I'll... Take a, a first-hand look. Yeah, I'll, oh, I'll show you some shit. I'll be like, I got a little older chapter. I don't want you guys to get spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's about that's about it. I've just been grinding in that, and I got to the point where I was like, yeah, I can finish this pretty soon. After I realized I was like, only like after this chapter, there's only one more. I was like, I'm pretty close. I feel like it. So, um, I don't know if next week I'm going to be completely done with it, but I might try and then move on to some, be able to talk about something else. I mean, I've definitely heard that there's like like 60 plus minute cutscenes. Yeah, at some point in in Xenoblade Three, like yeah. one cutscene that's 60 minutes. Yeah, Jesus, Christ. I don't know about that, but I mean, I, I'm probably exaggerating, but I've definitely heard that there's like some extremely long cutscenes. Are it. you ready for an entire episode of Prestige Television? <laughs> In the middle of this game. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 3 cutscenes. Because I know there's like a movie, quote unquote. And that is 13 hours and 30 minutes. Oh no, wait. Full game movie. Does that mean that people are playing it? Let me see. Let's see. I'm trying to skip through. Yeah, that's, people, that's someone playing it. That's pretty crazy because they're playing it and that's 20 hours. So, yeah, this game, you can complete it pretty quickly if you're like doing, you know, New Game Plus. But it looks like just the cut, the actual, because there's also like discussions that you have at like bonfires. There's also quests that are tied to like, like I talked about, you have like these hero characters that you have to do their quests. And then after you're done like doing their quests, they can join your team and then, um, 
your characters after a certain point can also take their weapon and use their abilities. Uh, so that's like a whole other, there's like how many, how many hero characters? There's, oh, fuck that name. I'm going to see how many there are because I remember there being a bunch. Let's see. I wish this just gave it to me. <laughs> Do you want to know some uh, some cutscenes in games? 17. Yes. What do you, and what do you mean by that? I don't want to know what you mean, just yes. <laughs> uh, I just looked up, uh, I found a little list of some some long, oh, long longest games. Yeah. Uh, we got Final Fantasy VI has a 23-minute cutscene. Damn, that's SNES, Xenoblade too. 2 a has a 33. Show commercials. Xenoblade 2 has a 33-minute long cutscene. Metal Gear has to have a long one, right? Uh, okay, Metal Gear Solid 3 has a hour-long cutscene. Jeez. Really? Jeez. That makes sense. Kojima just wants to make movies. He just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't say oh, 25 minute long in Metal Gear 3. Metal Gear Solid 4 has an a 71 minute long cutscene. What? What? That is cool. That's I mean that's crazy. Uh, that's Kojima doing yeah. doing his thing. Doing his stuff. 71 minutes. That's a that's a like a exploitation film. Metal Gear Solid 4 holds the Guinness World Record for longest cutscene in a video game. A whopping 71 minutes of uninterrupted cutscene. Insane. What if they made it so you could not skip it? Uh, it's the epilogue. Oh, interesting. That's a w- weird way to put it. <gasps> weird place to put it, I should say. I mean, that's I so. better than just smack dab in the middle. It's like, okay, you beat the game. Now here's a here's my B movie I made. Um, now here's the B movie. Here's B movie starring Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld. My I'm wife. A I'm a what's the deal with uh, what's the deal with picking your wife up from high school? <laughs> Interesting. All right, you guys want to move on to news? Sure. Let's do it. All right. The first bit of news I have here is uh, one that Connor will be very excited for. Apparently, the Nintendo Direct that's coming up this month is going to be featuring a Wind Waker and Twilight Princess port or remake for the Switch. Hmm. Let's go. Interesting. This is one that I've wanted to play for a really long time. I have the Wind Waker. It's like one of the reasons I got the Wii U is to play the HD remake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Did I you went play to the go... original? No. Oh, oh, that's right. You never played Zelda games. No, I never played them. So we'll, we'll get more into that later. Um, Twilight Princess will probably... I'm assuming these will both be the Wii U remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are saying that uh, this Direct is going to be either... They're going to probably announce it on the 12th of next month. Or sorry, next week. Uh, and it's going to come out on the 14th. So not this Wednesday, but the next. Um, Dude, Wind Waker is such a good game. I know, and it's I'm a I'm kind of bummed because I have the Wii U for when it's literally like Wind Waker, and uh, 
Xenoblade Chronicles X are the only games that I think are exclusive to it still. And now I'm like, well, at least there's uh, I well, I mean, I guess Zelda Twilight Skyward Princess Sword? HD, Skyward Sword was Wii, and now oh, it's right, also right. it's also on Switch. Oh yeah, yeah. So like everything's been ported from Wii U to Switch, and and except for, it almost except if this comes out, then it will be like basically just Xenoblade Chronicles X. Hmm. Uh but yeah, this was just something that uh, Jeff Grubb, who as a reporter from Giant Bomb, was talking about on a podcast. Uh, there's also been some talks. I don't know if they're in this article or just in general that there's going to be a F Zero game, either F Zero GX or something like that. That's either that's also going to get a port. I don't know how how that how true that is, but it said that he also said on this show that uh, there might be a like prime like 20th anniversary or uh, that the i think yeah pretty definitively the title will arrive in time for prime's 20th yeah there's been talks about like a metroid prime like collector or like a a edition that has like one two and three or at least the first one getting remastered because i think that was also on the wii u so they're probably just going to do a bunch of ports at one time and just like it's probably way easier to do that especially with covid and stuff like that Mm-hmm. Uh, than like do full blown games, so I'm assuming it's probably going to be the Zelda games, Prime, maybe even F Zero, and then probably maybe some more uh, Breath of the Wild. Because uh, a lot of people have been saying, oh, this is going to be a like Zelda th- almost themed uh, direct, or it's going to have like a lot of emphasis on Zelda. So maybe uh, even wow. another trailer for Breath of the Wild too. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm stoked on it. Everyone says it's coming next week, so get ready. Uh, next bit of news. The Logitech cloud gaming hand- handheld apparently has leaked, um, and it has a Switch-like UI, and it runs Android apps. I ha- I think that we, we talked about this a long time ago, that they were just experimenting with it, and seeing a actual device in someone's hands is crazy because when i think of logitech i think of like the wireless keyboard and mouse that i have or like (laughs) different mics yeah but this looks just like a really nice handheld unit that's probably running some sort of android uh os uh the interesting part about it is that again it's it's supposed to be an android kind of os and it's going to be able to do cloud gaming but they have google play they have an xbox icon nvidia icon uh a steam icon and then like youtube and like a um a google chrome icon on it and part of me thinks that interesting this might be like cloud gaming on top of like you could probably just use it the same way that you would stream like any games on your pc just through this handheld uh, and which immediately makes me think of like, oh, you can stream PlayStation games with with the browser app. <clears throat> I wonder what this will do, like in relation to the Steam Deck. Because how will this affect LeBron's legacy? How this? How will this affect the Steam Deck's legacy? Yeah, I mean, Steam Deck, I assume, isn't just cloud game. Mm-mm. Like you can download the games on there, which is an advantage, yeah. but. I don't know. This se- this seems like a oh, I can buy a handheld system that I can play 
uh, all of my Game Pass games on, all of my Steam games on, all of, you know, maybe Epic games on, right? Like, yeah. I, yeah. Guess, the, I mean, is it enough of an advantage to be able to download the games onto the handheld device and play it not connected to the internet to for the Steam Deck to like... I think so. Compete with this. There's no way that'll happen because they're not going to license that shit. The only way this works is because it's doing remote VM or whatever where it just accesses your home PC or accesses, you know, whatever... Whatever it's running off of, because I I I'm pretty sure you can go on AliExpress and find a dozen different versions of this that already exists that you can get for thirty bucks, yeah, and they run like shit. Hmm. So whether Logitech makes a good version of it or not is up in the air. But this this concept is already extant right. in the world. Yeah, but I'm saying if it works well, you know, will it? Will it be competitive with something like the Steam Deck? I don't know. I don't think so. That's just my personal opinion. There's also, it looks like there might be like a SD card slot on there. So there's probably some kind of, maybe this will be kind of like the same way people have been using the Steam Deck to like, I don't know, put like Linux and shit on it. Uh, Yeah. But I don't know. It, It looks like it's got some some cool stuff i just it i don't know at this point i'd rather get a steam deck just because i would i would rather be in the ecosystem of having all my steam games on there sure and if if i really wanted something like this it'd probably be cheaper to just get like another company to make it i don't know there's so many of these out there but it's just like the build quality i think you can also uh jailbreak your switch and put an android ios on it yeah, it's really easy with a a, a version one. Um, later on, you you're gonna have to like do some finagling, but yeah, I sold my version one, but Sad. they're not hard to find. <clears throat> I think mine might be a version one. Jailbreak it. Yeah, hmm. do it. Turn it turn it into a handheld emulator. Super easy. Interesting. Anyone can do it, even a baby. Just don't just don't tell Mario. Yeah. yeah. It does does that just mean I like uh it voids the warranty or whatever? For sure. It Which, does but I there's bought, a I got it used like five years ago or whatever. You it's can like four years ago. You can do it so it like loads in a specific way every time you turn it on so they it won't notify the servers. And then you can also go to like one profile that you can keep all your emulation stuff on, and then you can just literally just go to a menu and be like, go to my legit profile and then go on your mm-hmm. legit profile and then go online they've made it like super easy sick baby cool. proof they call it i am baby the next thing that i saw was that assassin's creed mirage got announced uh i don't know if any of you guys are stoked on this but uh, apparently september 10th ubisoft forward is having an event at 9 p.m central eastern standard time i've never so. played an assassin's creed game uh, I played the yeah. last one, and I played. I I always think about it because I put like at like sixty to eighty hours into that game, and I can't remember how long. Um, let me go look at my how long to beat. Because I remember being like, "Damn, I've played this game." <laughs> uh, but whatever, I played. I played a lot of it, and it was really good. 
But uh, does this interest you? Um, this one I'm interested in because apparently this is their attempt to make a like service game. So like you you would like go to di- or, I think this is the one that people have been talking about that it's going to be like it's either this one or they're working on another one that they're going to put out eventually. But I know I've heard stuff about this one where you go to areas and then explore and then you can go to other like big areas and apparently this is going to be like a reset for the uh for like the games in general because they've gotten kind of like at least the last few other than the most recent one got really like based on like the loot that you get so your inventory would just be full of bullshit and uh i don't know it's yeah this one seems i'm interested in this one just because of how much i've heard about like people saying this is going to be a reset for the like brand but not for the weird story where you're you're like a time travel. Your soul is time traveling or whatever. That I have no clue. Literally just gameplay wise. Like you'll be playing okay. in like a, an open area and then you leave that open area to go to another open area. Kind of like. Because when you said when you said games as a service, my first thought was, oh, they're going to do like the 1700s pack that comes out and then. You know, three months from then, it's going to be like the Civil War era, yeah, or whatever. The, the it seems like they're they're trying. I don't know if this is the one, but I've heard they're that they've been talking about doing like an Assassin's Creed game where it's like an ongoing service thing where you kind of play in one area, and it almost is like that, where like a new expansion will come out, and then you'll go to like, oh, now I'm in feudal Japan, and after you play this for a few months, then you can go to jolly old England in the 18th century. In it, mate, Ingerland, Ingerland. Uh, but yeah, that's coming out, and they're gonna be showing some stuff next week. Okay, or actually this Saturday. So, mark your calendars for Ubisoft Forward. I can't wait. I hope they address all those terrible allegations. <coughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, Konami is also coming to the Tokyo Game Show. Um, that is coming, uh, I think it's on the 15th. Yeah, the 15th of this month. Uh, and apparently they are going to be talking about some classic games. Let me see exactly what this says. Uh, new game from a series loved around the world. Don't they say this kind of shit all the time, though? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Apparently there's been some earlier stuff about a Silent Hill 2 remake we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people are saying that, and we'll get into that in the next article, but also people are saying that a studio has been working on a new version of the Metal Gear 3 Solid Snake Eater and yes. and the cla- the remasters of Metal Gear Solid games that was only available on PS3. Uh, apparently, they've been... They've been uh, Konami has, also has plans to remaster these games, we were told. And this is from... Was PS3 video- uh, Peace Walker... Or I'm was not that sure. was it Midnight Sun or what was the? I I, I, I hear that. Not I hear oh, that Peace, P- Peace Walker was PSP. Funny enough. PSP, interesting. Yeah, um, oh, I guess it came out on PlayStation Three too. I always hear people saying that Metal Gear Solid Three is like the best Metal Gear game. Yeah. As far as like story and like gameplay and shit like that goes. Yeah, that's another so I'm series. excited to play this one. That's another series I've always wanted to play, and just like immerse myself in. But it's been like, oh, uh, how many of these games do I have to play? I've watched so many YouTube videos that are like 
the Metal Gear story summed up. And yeah. the, the shortest video I can find is like an hour long. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's batshit crazy. It's like, then Liquid Snake fought Solid Snake. I think I think Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, I think that is like a prequel to all the other games, though. So okay. I think starting there is like a good, a good starting point for like lore. Okay. The other piece of news that I have that is in correlation to this is more Konami news that apparently some Silent Hill 2 remake screenshots got leaked online. Mm. Uh, these look... Let me post this because you guys can see that these screenshots look like they could be literally anything. <laughs> but apparently they're Silent Hill 2 screenshots and everyone reporting on this seems to think that like, oh, these are legit. So... Interesting. Apparently, this is uh, Bloober team is going to be working on this. They're developers behind the Blair Witch game. Okay. The Medium, um, and those are the two games. And I, I think they've Wait. had some like weird. Yeah, Wait. I think they've had some weird. Wait a second. Stuff in the in the past. Wasn't the Medium? That was that weird like kind of uh, uh, fascist undertones game, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Headquarters in yeah. Poland. Okay. Yup. 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 I heard some sketchy stuff about that game. Yeah. When uh, did uh, cool? When I, did uh, accepting cookies become such a a big thing? I have no clue. I love cookies. I feel like in the last couple of years, it's like every website I go to, I have to accept <sighs> all cookies. Hey, we noticed that you're blocking all the bullshit that's about to assault your screen. Could you not? But why is is that something they can sell? Like, what? Why do they need? Why? Why did that? I feel like it didn't used to be that way a, a two years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. That I feel like it was, and then it wasn't for a really long time, and now it's back to it. Hmm. Interesting. If you know what that is, tell me. Call in the voicemail. Not you guys. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, call in a voicemail. Uh, the last call in a bomb threat. <laughs> call in a bomb threat, please. The last thing we have is more Konami news. Uh, on the Reddit, someone just posted that uh, they've renewed their trademark for Suikoden ahead okay. of the game, uh, the TGS. I don't know if this really means anything because people are doing this all the time. And, yeah. and to me, I'm thinking like, oh, they're they're renewing Suikoden. They're either doing it because they have to to keep the the riots to it or they're like let's make a really cool phone game yeah because it's like a turn-based rpg um but who knows maybe they'll just uh put out those maybe those will just be like you know what we're we're good now we're not gonna make a pachinko machine with this ip <laughs> we're gonna put it out with silent hill and um all these other fun games that everyone wants to play let's we'll make a slot machine a suikoden slot machine <laughs> yeah that's it for news. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be it for this podcast. Okay. Nothing else. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you like this podcast, leave a five-star review. We've been getting a few, which is crazy after like not having them for like two years. So uh, that, really, that really helps us uh, get seen by all the people who are going to be like, I need a new podcast to listen to. These other three white guys are really boring. I wonder if I can find some <laughs> other three white guys to talk. Uh, yeah, and also I'll just read it. Um, all the other social stuff will be in the show notes. And that's all I've got. What about Call you guys? Call us a voicemail. Yeah, do that. Do we have any? Uh, 
No, we don't have any this week, unfortunately. Sad. 804-286-0626, or as we like to say around here, 804 bum bum man Do we want people to call in uh, with anything specific? Yeah, uh, tell me what cookies do on yeah, the website. Call and tell us about cookies. They can be. Yeah, just tell me. Tell me what cookies you like. Yeah. What What's your favorite flavor of cookies? Uh, why do websites need me to take their cookies? Uh, what's the best cookie recipe you've ever discovered? Cookies. Also, uh, your homework for this week is go to Twitch TV and follow the Flock Plays. Follow yes. Respectable Street. Yes. Follow Truly Underscore Chet yes. and follow Metal X Slime. Yes. Wow. You did it. We did it. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. I'm going to be streaming uh, when this comes out tomorrow. What are you streaming? streaming on Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. So this is coming out Tuesday. Oh, when this comes out yeah. tomorrow. Okay. So that, I'm that streaming Wednesday. I want to say oh. probably like, what say seven thirty eight something like that. I'm going to be streaming Breath of the Wild. Let's go. Is that from is that from personal? Or is that from Flock? From for the Flock. Okay, so Flock. TV sweat slash Twitch. <laughs> Twitch.tv <laughs> slash the flock. But, um, yeah. Uh, I I would consider that to be top five favorite video games of all time. And now I'm like, all right, I've played it. I've beat it. I've also played a bunch of other open world games after um, Elder, Elder Ring came out. I was like, okay, is this still top five favorite video games? Has it slipped? So I'm like, I want to revisit this and, and replay it and, and decide if it's still one of my favorite games of all time. And I was like, you know what? I'll just play this along with people and see what they think too. Hell yeah. So that's why I'll I'm doing it. In. All right. That's it for okay. the fuck. I'm Dewey. I'm Bobby. I'm Connie. Thanks for flying with us. Oh my God. I didn't record. <laughs>